0: Timmy's over there dripping. Yeah. It said bloop,
1: bloop. (laughs) (laughs) We have a fish. His name's Swimmy Timmy.
0: Courtesy of Jewel. And she mocked him the one time. We were like, Jewel, pretend to be Swimmy Timmy or something when she was in the bath. No,
1: no, it was her little bath time fish.
0: She had a toy fish.
1: And she said, this one's Timmy.
0: And she was like, ha, I'm Swimmy Timmy. (laughs) That shit was so funny to me. In a deep voice. Yeah, we haven't really, like... Not like we need to update, but like a lot's happening all the time. I know. Um,
2: The other day I came
0: home to do the dishes and I ended up painting (laughs) part of the house (laughs) impulsively. Uh, Nesting is in full effect. If you don't know what nesting is, it's when your primal instincts as a parent kick in and you just clean the most you've ever cleaned. And the yep. most thorough clean of your life.
1: In, pres- in, sh- pre- pre- yep. in preparation for your baby.
0: So, like, I went to the gym, and I was like, all right, I know I have to do the dishes when I get back. But the day before, my brother and I were cooking out back, and, like, we always leave a mess, like, in that laundry room area by the back door. I know, and I always, I'm always i like, I got to clean it because I'm going to get yelled at.
1: I rolled my eyes, which is why he started getting defensive. Yep,
0: yep. Because I not only get yelled at about the dirt, I get yelled at about the dishes. I it, I did better this week.
1: No, I only get upset about the dishes because you guys use an excessive amount.
0: Did I not just say we did better? Because I looked at, I was like, bro, we did. We have to use like two. Prep everything in here. Yeah. Clean it as we go. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so there was mud. And then as I'm doing the dishes, I see the mud, and I'm like, all right, I at least got to, like, sweep back there. But then there was already a pre-made dust pile that just was never swept up. And I'm like, it was sitting in front of the vacuum.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like,
0: all right, guess I got to vacuum the kitchen, and then I'll mop after. And then after I'm done mopping, we had three laundry baskets worth of laundry between us and Jewel. And then we went upstairs, went through our clothes, got rid of that. And then Abby's like, you want to paint the room? And I'm like, sure. I'll I'll make it happen.
1: I didn't mean that day.
0: That's what I felt. I was (laughs) like, I can do this. I was
1: going to say, don't say this like I was the one that suggested it.
2: You went for it.
0: I completely dove in headfirst into my instincts as a dad. Yeah. Because we didn't even have the paint.
1: Oh, yeah. We went to the (laughs) store. We made a special trip.
0: We had to go... Take a special trip to pick up an item that we got for the baby. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hey, you want to go grab paint on the way home? <laughs> got in, got out. Room was done the next day.
1: Yeah. And now our room is not the color that we thought it was, but it's fine. Oh, so you agree? Yeah, based off the swatch. Mm. The swatch was like a beige brown color
0: it was called malted milk
1: and now it's pink
0: our room looks pink <laughs> i have been tweaking out about it really yeah because i look at it and i'm like our room's fucking pink
2: yeah why is it pink yeah
0: this is a nice color yeah we both agreed on it
1: yeah it's fine it, it's fine That's not today's concern. Sorry,
0: we just almost dove down the rabbit hole and I was going to start panicking. Um, (laughs) Welcome back to the Beast Love and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. (laughs) My
1: name is Abby. And we're
0: four minutes in and finally introducing ourselves. We just...
1: That was a little life update for you.
0: We actually haven't really talked in like a week. Yeah. Like this is the first time I'm sitting down with you in a minute. Yeah, I miss you.
1: I miss you. It's I been a long you. week. I love you.
0: Let's talk some shit. No, <laughs> not like <actual laughs> about talk- ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So we were addressing some things that were coming up because Abby got called out recently. Yeah, by my
1: mom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is funny. Um. So. I was venting to my mom about something when she took me and um, Jewel to get our hair cut the other day. And I was just, like, venting about all of this and and, you know, what I was venting about and just going on and on and on. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, you know, I know you like to make everybody happy. And you like to stick your neck out for everybody and, you know go above and beyond for people, but, like, you can say no. You can just stop mm-hmm. doing that. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess. She she very kindly did it. And I was like, okay. She was like, you've always been like this. You don't have to keep doing it. You can say no sometimes. You can be like, I'm done. This needs to end.
0: How does it feel to know that your mom has always seen you people, please? She's just like you've always been like this.
1: So they actually they, meaning like my mom and my other family members, they'll bring it up uh when they talk about Jewel. They'll be like, Oh, Jewel was Jewel is just like how you were. Like you you wanted to make everybody happy when you were mm. little and um stuff like that. And I do see it in her. But not to the extent that I did it. Like Mm -hmm. I did it because I felt like I needed to. And I,
0: I Jewel's also only three, and she like, yeah, she's just happy around people.
1: Yeah, but Jewel, I think, is a little bit different because she'll, uh, you know, at some point, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's your mom or my mom or my dad or whoever, she'll be like, no, I don't want to talk to you.
0: (laughs) Jewel can say no more than we can.
1: Yeah, but when I was a kid, I just never felt like. I could say no. Um, so to look back on what this stems on, because basically it stems from childhood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my parents are separated, like divorced now, but um, they had a very tumultuous relationship when I was growing up. And it they didn't separate until I was a full adult. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, oh, I'm not... I don't want anybody else's lives to be harder. Mm -hmm. So I tried to bring that relief to each of them by just being like, oh, you want me to do that? Sure. This needs done. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that from a really young age because it felt like everybody else's emotions that are negative, like, you know, negative, like, sad, angry, or whatever. I felt like that was my problem to fix. Same. So, yeah, I just always have been like that. So how this leads to now is uh, I was recalling the fact that when I was pregnant with Jewel, there was like a major theme of what I needed to learn before she was born. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that happen now a second time with this baby that there's a major theme that I need to learn before this baby's born. Mm -hmm. And usually not usually, but in both times that it's happening, it progressive, it progresses to such a level that I can't ignore it anymore. And it's like, if you don't fix this before the baby is born, like I guess like the universe or, God or whatever. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody <laughs> is like, if you don't fix this before the baby is born, your life is going to be so much harder. Mm. So with Jewel, my biggest lesson was forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So I mostly handled that on my own and mm-hmm. I didn't really learn it until after she was born and we moved to where we live now. Yeah. But the lesson itself was recognized and like put into motion when she, when I was pregnant with her Mm -hmm. into when she was born. So I feel like that's what is happening now with this same lesson Mm -hmm. or same instance, different lesson. So this one would be people pleasing. So on the topic of people pleasing, we have talked about people pleasing.
0: We went back and listened to the first episode on it and like, That was the episode where we were, like, starting to break the ice a little, starting to swear some more. Yeah. And we even called out how we wanted to, you know, really start to dive in because we Mm -hmm. felt like we weren't. And even now we're like, wow, we didn't go anywhere with that because realistically it was about the time. I told the story about the time the guy called me a douchebag. And and I talked about. Your relationship with alcohol.
1: Yeah, and, like, social drinking and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: because, again, we both said we participated in it and, like, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. So go back and listen to part one of People Pleasing.
1: But in lieu of us making different series, like how we are doing the Impact of Art series, and we started with the um, Self-Sabotage series, I felt like this one deserved a series as well because... Of how much I'm going through it now. But looking back on that episode, because I listened to it as well, and seeing how, I guess, like, surface level it was for a lot of parts. And then kind of dove into, like, deeper ends of it. Right. Um, It's interesting, I guess, to see at how it is resurfacing because I didn't want to truly face it. Yeah. And that's why it was the way that it was that last episode because I wasn't ready to face it because I tried to do self-care and routines and finding your lane, your authentic self before the people-pleasing thing because I thought that I could just self-care my way out of Ooh. people-pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you figured all that out.
1: Yeah, I preemptively did all of those topics because I was like, no, I can fix this. I don't have to
0: I don't mm. have to go there. You're like, I got it. We already talked about it.
1: Yeah. I did that one episode, but realistically.
0: And that was only a half hour too. Like we really didn't do much.
1: I know. And we talked about such very nuanced topics. Yeah. Like it was like there was no really like beating
0: substance.
1: Yeah. It was just
0: the story itself.
1: Yeah, and that's like, I don't necessarily have like a story with this. It's more so, it's only been like a few weeks that I've really sat with like recognition of how big of an issue this is for me and how ingrained it is into who I am. And then to also like be called out by my mom was like the real like slap on the ass. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Especially not because, like, you're an adult, and you're she doesn't see your everyday interactions with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's weird.
0: And she still was like, hey, bud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, recently, I wanted to talk about, we did an episode, and it, I think it was a self-sabotage episode, and I briefly talked about how I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a step above a doormat or whatever. Mm. And I think that I, I've i been really replaying that conversation from the beginning of that episode on my head about, like, being a step above a doormat a lot because I think that even that is too generous to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that for, like, pity or, like, mm-hmm. um, that, like, I have, like, low self-esteem. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just a doormat or whatever. But... I think that I would categorize myself as a doormat because of how long I have put myself in the position of putting everybody else's needs above my own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so now I have to sit with the fact that I don't even know what my needs are
2: mm.
1: anymore. Like if you ask me right now, don't. <laughs> if-
0: <laughs> I heard the panic behind that. Please don't. Want- <laughs> I couldn't even get a thought out.
1: If you asked me right now, like, what do you need? I wouldn't have an answer because I don't know. And when I was... I mean,
0: I do ask you all the time. But I don't know. I'm like, do you need anything?
1: And I never know how to answer because I sit there and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of times I will just make up something so you'll get off my back Mm. or you won't try to dig any deeper.
0: If you just say, no, I leave you alone now.
1: Yeah. But I have nothing. Like, I don't know what my own needs are anymore. And sitting with that is, like, a lot. It's a lot to, like, look at yourself and be like, you don't even know what you need. Mm -hmm. Because you're so concerned about what everybody else needs. Self-sabotage. I know. I'm so concerned, like, that. that's, like, one of my biggest things is, like, I'm so concerned about what everybody else thinks of me. Not if they like me. Just what they think of me.
0: Mm. Why?
1: I don't know. I'm concerned with the fact of, like, if I make a decision
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and somebody doesn't like that... If they're going to, like, outwardly be angry with me about it. Oh. And I have a fear of anger in other people. So, uh, so I can't... It's like a whole... Mountain of shit. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, I I hear you're struggling.
1: I'm, like, I'm struggling to, like, live it. So it's, like, it's such a 360 from... The first episode where I was like, "Yeah, people pleasing," and here's all my notes, and here's my example, beep 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 beep, and now I'm like, I'm fucking dumbfounded. I don't know what to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you're literally at this crossroad. Like, you have
1: I have no choice. I you have I just no have choice
0: to, but to figure it out. You I, can't go straight anymore.
1: Yeah, I just have to go into it. Like mm-hmm. wherever it's like, okay, go this way. Okay, go that way. That's what I'm doing at this point. So it. In a sense, as well, is nice to be able to look back at all of the previous episodes that we did prior to this where I've mentioned people pleasing time and time again Mm -hmm. and see basically how much I didn't want to look at it, face it, or deal with it, and now to be here and be like, hey, bud, I don't know what I'm doing, but... I'm gonna try mm-hmm. and just go with it. Yeah. So, I started talking about um, people pleasing to Juan, and I was like, "You have your own people pleasing tendencies."
0: Honestly, <laughs> with how much you've been talking about it, like, I don't want to say that I'm people pleasing free. Like, yeah, but not the extent.
1: <laughs>
2: I've done it
0: significantly less that, like, I can see how much I was doing it to where I, like, it feels like I'm not at all anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: from your last job to this job. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Zero, like, from my last two jobs. Yeah. Like, of course working in some sort of, like, service industry or having to cater to people's needs Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then being a teacher and, you know, having to make sure 12 kids have a great time and, like...
1: Even if your day is shit. Yeah,
0: like, I got to come in and be (laughs) on a 1,000 and make sure that I make... Like, it, it was always my personal goal to make sure that, like, I helped someone have a better day. Mm -hmm. And then I would have students tell me, like, I always, I only look forward to your class because of X, Y, and Z. Or Mm -hmm. I always feel better on Tuesdays because of your class. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like, and that, it makes you feel good because you're like, wow, I'm doing something. But then, like, I took it as a responsibility that I had to keep up.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that became like, a recurring issue as a dance teacher to where, like, I was driving so far and, like, I started—that's what started to sour yeah, my taste with dance. Like, because I made it a responsibility not only to pay for my bills, but, like, I felt like I had to deliver something of myself— to uplift these people or make sure that they learn something. And, like, I, again, was driving hours on end and, like, not getting home until super late or basically spending my whole afternoon driving just to get there and teach for an hour or two wherever I was going. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, once it became a question of, like, do I... Want to keep doing this or who am I doing this for? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, had to reevaluate, yeah, and here we are,
2: yeah, I know
1: that was crazy. I don't think do that makes sense, like, yeah, I, you um, were people pleasing more so in a way of, um,
0: I was always expending myself in terms of like my time,
1: yeah. And not only that, like, you would also do it with, like, I guess people you didn't know that much about and you didn't know their circumstances. Yeah. Whereas I'm the total opposite. I will people please more with my friends and family mm-hmm. and just let myself be run ragged.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there were, I mean, there were instances with friends or family that i could like draw a line but
1: they're the people that i have the single hardest time like i can't do it
0: like you can't say
2: no no hmm.
1: no i can't i feel like when i say no i have to have a good reason and if i don't have a good reason then i have to do it well or i have to lie
0: Ooh yeah I, I definitely see that now. I've never looked at it that way, on how much I do it for people that aren't as close to me.
1: Yeah, like you'll do it for, like, outside people. Yeah. And I'll do it for inside people.
0: Huh. Took a second to register.
1: <laughs> That's weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you... Th- I No. I don't know how you would think about it. Like, of course you, nah, not even gonna dive, not not going to. <laughs> we got stuff to talk about.
1: <laughs> uh, so when I was actually like re- researching, um, kind of like the how you would diagnose yourself. I'm I'm fighting for this word, but like how you would categorize yourself as a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: bro, how can I
0: squeak in an agreeing just hum? Mm.
1: <laughs> Keep That's talking, so bro. Dumb. Done. Um, so I started going through all of these things, and I was reading other people's stories about how um they have made the road to like recovery with people pleasing and stuff like that. Because, like, I know that, like, I think I do that, but. There are people out there that people please so much that it gives them a physical reaction because they literally take no time to themselves. Like they'll literally start breaking out like a rash or like hives and stuff like that. And I think that um, a lot of my own symptoms that like outward symptoms of my body and physical reactions have come from. People-pleasing too much because it's the single thing that I will do over and over and over again, no matter how tired or exhausted or whatever that Nothing. I am. So, anywho, I made, like, a list of, I guess, all of these different scenarios and I wanted to ask you about them and, like, what, you know, your experiences with those things. By all means. So, can you account any times where you were asked to do something, and you said yes, but you regretted saying yes afterwards?
0: (sighs) Like, one specific time, or are you just asking me if I've, like, done that before? Yeah,
1: just a simple yes or no.
0: Yeah, I definitely have.
1: Yeah. Is it often that you feel that or it's like... That I
0: regret it? Yeah. No, because I don't feel a sense of regret as in like, like it has to really waste my time (laughs) for me to regret doing something. That's funny. Like, (laughs) I would say I've agreed to do things and then just been butthurt about it when the time comes, because I'm like, I don't want to do it realistically. But my natural instinct is just to say yes more often than not.
1: Yeah. Um, For me, I would say it's actually a lot of the time, if not most of the time, I'd say more than 90% of the time, I will say yes and immediately regret it afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Like even as I'm typing yes, I'm regretting it. But I can't. Now say no.
0: just to clarify, like what scenarios are we talking about with people pleasing?
1: Um I was just kind of generalizing it between like making plans with people, mm-hmm. um opening my home. It's <laughs> really hard for me to do because I feel like The cleaning up after people after they're here. Just because so many people live in different ways. Yeah. Having to clean up after Jewel is already a lot. And Mm -hmm. then having guests over makes that harder. Because, like, people wear their shoes in my house and I don't like that.
0: Yeah, this is a no-shoe household.
1: Yeah. But making plans. (laughs) When people ask me to, like, do things like even if i know that they need the help i'll say yes mm-hmm. and then i'll be like oh god i don't want to do this like there's nothing <laughs> you <laughs> at know this what point i noticed time- you and i
0: actually do hmm. we bitch that we get asked to help yes and we still say yes rather than just being like
1: so that actually no That actually leads me to a later on question, but we can talk about that now. Can you tell the difference between somebody abusing your kindness and somebody who genuinely needs your help? I bitch when people ask me to do things because I can't tell the difference anymore.
2: Mm,
0: So you just complain every time.
1: Even if I know, like, I know that there are certain people asking me to do things that genuinely need help.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm fine with that, but I'm also going to bitch about it because I... I don't know how to say no and I don't know the difference between somebody genuinely needing a kind gesture mm-hmm. and somebody abusing.
2: Right, my and kindness. you never
1: want
0: to say no to the person who like actually needed you cuz then you're that person that like of course for I know you and I are the same it comes from the sense of like not wanting to let anyone down, not having them be disappointed or feeling like hey I really needed you that time. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It would have been helpful.
1: Yeah. And I feel like there are a lot of circumstances where there's a big event going on for me. And I don't have that many big events. But there is always one person that has to really shit on that. Mm. And it's like. I'm doing all of these small things all of the time. I'm making room for these people in my life. I am moving things out of the way so that everybody can have time, whether it's with me or with Jewel. But Jewel's schedule is my schedule, Mm -hmm. you know? And then not the fact that you can't reciprocate it because I don't expect reciprocation. It's more so the fact of like, when it's time to not be about you, mm-hmm. and you're asking me all of the time for something, shut up. Just shh shh. Stop talking. Like, stop making it about you. And it feels like I can't just have a moment to have, like, peace. Even if it's about me, I don't need anybody, like, singing my praises or high-fiving me and bringing me roses and fucking confetti or anything like that. But more so just like, can you just let me be in peace without bringing me down? All I'm asking is for you to not bring me down. Mm -hmm. But there's, in every circumstance that's happened that you've been a part of, there's always somebody, for my events at least, that's like, how could I make this about me? Yeah. Again, I'm not asking for reciprocation. I'm just asking you to just be present without making it about yourself.
0: I think I mentioned this in the boundaries episode from like a TikTok I saw saying like how people pleasers get upset that people won't help them the way that they help others. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, what you're saying is like you basically want someone to not have boundaries the same way you do. Because you get upset that someone keeps asking you or you feel like your your kindness is being abused. But you still keep saying yes all the time. And it's like you're just upset because you want someone else to have no boundaries like you.
2: Are
1: you asking me that or are you telling me No, that- I'm
0: telling you. Like I'm, I think that point is relevant oh, yeah. again now.
1: Yeah.
0: Now that we're diving deeper into it. Like I feel like it blends well, Yeah. better, more.
1: Yeah. I don't ever really need anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like I ask much of anything of other people. Um It definitely is frustrating when it's like, I have no boundaries, so you shouldn't have any boundaries. Yeah. But also, that's really shitty, so I should just have boundaries if you're going to have them. Yeah. We should just all have them. It's like a double-edged hypocritical sword. Yeah. <laughs> but... I guess in my instance that like in the thing that I was talking about like when I do have things that are about me Hello Mr. Ice Maker. <laughs> when I do have things that are about me or instances instances or instances where I have something going on not necessarily that I need something from you or I want something from you just don't cause me a disturbance is basically what I'm asking. Yeah. And I feel like there's always like a disturbance on my end, but never on anybody else's end.
0: But do you think that you're analyzing it that way and perceiving it that way because of how you handle things? Yes. Because when you're on the other end of this scenario, you micromanage yourself to not be that inconvenience to someone else.
1: And I know nobody else is doing that. I will micromanage myself so much that like when I go to events, I actually feel like a burden for even being there. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, I literally like when I'm talking to other people, I'm like, oh, don't say anything embarrassing. Don't talk about that. Don't be too loud. Don't be too quiet. Don't. I make do that. I'm like, watch your
0: body language.
1: Don't make too much eye contact. Hug people. But don't hug anybody you don't want to. But also don't be rude.
0: Yeah. I do I do all that as well.
1: That's every interaction I have. All of the time.
0: Is that why you're so awkward sometimes?
1: I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, so that guy that came to the doorstep yesterday when we were sitting outside. Your oh. friend.
0: Oh, yeah. One of my... Old friends.
1: I had no idea who this guy was. Never seen him in my life. So he goes to talk to Juan, and I just immediately was like, I'm going to focus my attention on Turned
0: your whole back to me. I even, like, he was like, oh, is that your little girl right there? I was like, yeah, and this is my wife, too. And, like, completely just dubbed me.
1: Caught me off guard. That whole scenario. Because when I saw him crossing the street, you didn't make, like, a, oh, hey, bud, like, cheer Type of sound, mm-hmm. you it kind of sounded like you huffed for a second. Like you were like, ugh, I don't want to deal with this right now. Instantly, I took your body language as like, now I'm stressed out. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting on my doorstep, I'm pregnant. Jules out here, she doesn't have shoes on, I'm blowing bubbles, the bubbles aren't blowing, they're just foaming and falling on the ground, like everything. Everything was an issue. <laughs> so I just looked at Joel and I was like, I will give you my utter undivided attention. I'm not even gonna blink. <laughs> I'm gonna make soul eye contact. You're like,
0: hey Jewel, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Yeah. It was like the rules reversed.
1: Yeah. Cause I he came out of nowhere and immediately I was like, I had no time to prepare for this interaction. Now I can't be a hundred percent. So I'm just gonna be zero.
0: I mean, I also didn't prepare for it either. I was I saw him pull up. Mm -hmm. he was across the street not obviously there just to come see me but like every time I see him it's just in passing and like now he finally comes over and like I also just don't like being approached all the time like randomly like it stresses me out too because I feel like you know there are certain interactions where you see somebody and it's like should I stop and talk to you
2: Mm -hmm.
0: or do, do we just like Agree that we've seen each other acknowledge and keep moving.
1: I was just going to say, you know, when we go to market and Mm -hmm. there's a few people at different stands that we know that work there, every time I go to market, I'm pushing Jewel in the cart and I'm like, do I have to say hello? Mm -hmm. Is it rude if I don't say hello? Mm -hmm. Is it rude if I just go get my groceries and leave? Every single time, I know where they work. Mm -hmm. I know where they stand. And it's just, it boils down to the fact of like, Am I going to go out of my way to say hello every single time, even if I'm having a day where I just want to get my stuff and go home?
0: When at the end of the day, they're just there to work and they're not sitting there thinking like, hmm, I haven't seen Abby yet. Or you (laughs) walk past and they're like, oh my God, she didn't wave to me. She
1: didn't make eye contact with me. Fuck her. She
0: didn't stop. I I was looking away. How dare her? (laughs)
1: feel so obligated to do that every time and be like hey how are you but then sometimes i'm like do they even want to fucking talk to
0: me do you even <laughs> want to talk to them? do you even me. fucking care
1: oh no <laughs>
2: oh my god this is every I day also i I sense
0: that from you too and it makes me uncomfortable like, <laughs> cuz i'm like i listen you are like the 50th person to yell at me about how much people just come up to me and talk to me and how well known I am everywhere we go. There's always somebody I know. I'm so tired. Everywhere we go. So that scenario of the front porch happens anytime we're in public.
1: I know. But so, like being vulnerable in like my comfy clothes at home, like that was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't do anything about When we're about out in that.
1: public now, I'm like, okay, I can expect it to a certain extent. I'll just awkwardly... White people smile and then go.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about?
1: This one. <laughs> yep, I go.
0: With the nod.
1: Yeah. Wait, hold on.
0: No. Are you videotaping yourself yeah, doing it right now?
1: Yeah. You didn't do
0: it last time. You I got called out. What,
1: yeah, I know. Tori called. Thank me you, out. Tori. My Snapchat's not working.
0: Oh, okay. There's...
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's done. It's done.
0: Anyway, yeah, like, there's there's a lot that just...
2: I'm
1: so sorry that I caused this stress for you.
0: I'm sorry I caused it for you. Is that <laughs> me people-pleasing by saying I'm sorry? Do I have a... I do have a problem saying sorry.
1: Yeah, me too. I say
0: sorry to everything. Yeah, like, that's
1: actually on the list here. Sorry... Is sorry a common word in your vocabulary? Yes fucking lovely. That is the number one word that I say. And I actually have a minor story that kind of made me evaluate um, before I became an adult, like how much I was apologizing. But I didn't know anything about people pleasing at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I was in orchestra. I played the violin from fourth grade to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And I had the same orchestra teacher from sixth grade to 12th grade. And I would go into private lessons or, like, to take, like, a test because you you got tested for shit. Cool. And, <laughs> <laughs> um. And my senior year, my orchestra teacher said something to me because there was something messed up on my violin. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he was like, just give it to me. I'll fix it. I was like, oh, okay, here you go. Sorry. And he goes why do you say sorry at the end of every single sentence? And I stood there and I was like, you know, I'm alone with him in in his office because I'm taking my test. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was like, do I say it that often? He was like, I've had you every year. I've seen your face every single day since you were in sixth grade. And you've been doing it every single day since you were in sixth grade.
0: He said that to you as a senior? Yeah. Piece of shit. He should have said it earlier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He's such a nice guy.
0: I'm okay, kidding. That was rude. I tried to be funny.
1: Piece of shit.
0: He could have saved you from all this just bullshit.
1: Well, I think it was just like... Maybe he thought I would grow out of it or I would just stop saying it or whatever, but I never did. I mean, that
0: is a really long time that he well, was he exposed also, to it.
1: Yeah, he also went on sabbatical for a year.
0: He even took a year break from you.
1: Yeah. He, I think he was in like...
0: I bet oh, you sh- came back and you're like, sorry. <laughs> 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 sorry yeah. I didn't see you for a
2: year.
1: Yeah. But yeah, he said that to me and I was like, oh... I didn't realize that I said it that much. And he was like, yeah, you don't have to apologize. I was just trying to help you. And I was like, oh, you're right. Sorry. Ah! Shit. Sorry. <laughs> it started doing that. Oh,
0: it was just a loop.
1: And he was like, just go. Just go. Just be done. Just go. And I was done after that. But yes, sorry is a common word in my vocabulary. I apologize. for If, it, if it's fucking raining, I'm sorry. It's my fault.
0: No, I will say, no, I went to raise it to point at you because I was gonna say, I'm growing out of that and I've noticed it. And like, there was some conversation I was having recently where someone like expressed a negative feeling that they had. Mm -hmm. Not gonna dive into the details of it because you know, privacy, but my first initial reaction was to be like, I'm sorry you feel that way Mm -hmm. and i'm i delete i'm like i don't need to be sorry i i said it's unfortunate that you feel that way Mm -hmm. like i've taken i have a problem with making a lot of things my responsibility
2: same
0: and like now i catch myself like if i'm typing like to force myself to not say i'm sorry for something Mm -hmm. now it's definitely not that easy but I, so I'm hard. doing a lot better. Yeah. That's also why I feel like I'm not experiencing it as much. Like how I said, like, I don't feel like there's anything people-pleaser going on with me. I got other issues I'm <laughs> dealing with.
1: <laughs> no, I will apologize for anything and everything. Your car broke down? I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Can I give you a ride? Yeah. When, when mm, Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's like, how it starts. Another thing that I saw was like... a. Something that people pleasers do is you take blame even when something isn't your fault. So I will pair those two things together. Oh,
0: yeah. That's the easiest thing to do.
1: I'm sorry. And it was also my fault, even though I wasn't even there.
0: It's your fault because you weren't there.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or if you're like, if I would have left a couple minutes earlier, or if mm-hmm. I would have just grabbed this, mm-hmm. or if I would have brought that. Or yeah. if I would have just done this,
1: if I would have had that thought to help spare this predicament, mm-hmm. then I would have saved everybody. But I'm not smart enough, so I'm sorry.
2: That's so you a real pre-guilt thought.
0: Guilt yourself into apologizing for a scenario that realistically has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: I will premeditate guilt. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm guilting myself over. Uh I will just be like...
0: I can say I've done that before.
1: But I'll do it all the time. Like, to the point that it's like, I wake up, and... What's a good example of this? Oh, okay. Here's a good example. Um, So I got up a little bit later today,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and I took a shower. I started showering in the mornings because... I felt like it was too inconvenient for me to also shower at night when everybody else showers. So I took it upon myself to start showering in the morning.
0: <laughs> what the fuck?
1: And um, you texted me and you said... Where is it? I think you said, how is Jewel doing? And I had just gotten out of the shower. So I panicked, got dressed... And as I panicked, got dressed, I was like, hmm, how do I tell him this? How do I break the news that I showered before I got jewel up? So then I started being like, wow, you know, maybe I should not do that. Maybe I should just start showering in the evening again. And went through this whole spiral as to why I didn't get jewel up before I took my shower. So then... When I finally answered you, because I took a minute <laughs> before I responded to you, mm-hmm. um, I i think I apologized. <laughs> Let me see if I
0: I swear fine. to God.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: I don't think you did. Meanwhile.
1: Oh, no, I didn't. I thought I did. But um, basically, I was like, she's good. I just got her out of her room because I wanted to shower. It took
0: you all that anxiety to text me that.
1: Yeah. Because I was like, oh, well, he'll, he'll probably be mad because it'll be too late for Jewel to get up. And then I'll have to apologize for that. And I'm like, you know what? I should just tell him that I just got out of the shower and then I'll get Jewel. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, is that you never get mad. You've literally never gotten mad at me. I just premeditate that you will. Look at that. You made a tear come to my eye for
0: nothing. <laughs> you, you're you talking bad on my character. No, like, I just for that scenario literally happening this morning, you have a routine with Jewel, and sometimes you're like, bro, she didn't get up yet. She's knocked. Or she's being the shit, and I want to go shower, so she's staying in her room. Well,
2: sometimes I, she
1: gets up at, like, 7 a.m. Like, I got to shower, bro. I'm not shower every day. I just need like 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
0: You're like, bro, I just want some quiet time.
1: I do. I just want some quiet time. But, yeah, apologizing, uh, taking the blame for things that aren't my fault, or premeditating guilt. Do you ever feel resentful towards people you've given your time to?
0: Yes. I have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not currently. I don't feel that currently.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: but I,
0: good. I definitely
1: have. I have as well.
0: It has contributed to bad mental states. Yes. Because I just kept it all in. Yeah. While also continuously participating in self-sabotage and just
2: mm-hmm.
0: putting myself in those scenarios just to complain about it. Mm-hmm. I never did anything. I just let it be. I let it continue. And I made it a personality trait.
2: Yeah.
1: I would say my people-pleasing is more of like a habit at this point. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't... Well, I mean, you could say it's a personality trait. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like a leech on Mm -hmm. my body. Although... I recognize it and let it stay.
0: I've also... had a history of, like, people pleasing to the point where I... I can't take it anymore. And then that's when the resentment sets in. And, like, afterwards, if that relationship, like... splinters... or... has to end for some reason, like... I essentially lose contact.
2: hmm Yeah. I see that.
0: Like, I dump, if I dump so much of myself into you to where I feel like I need to break off of you, there's nothing anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's un, it's an unfortunate way to treat relationships. Like, it's not healthy. Yeah. And I try to not put myself in those scenarios of people pleasing that much to where, like, I don't want to say I give someone else that power, but y- you know what I mean with that? Yeah. Like, yeah like you have i i blame it on you but i'm the one in control like we always say it's like it's harder to point the finger at yourself but like
1: i was actually going to say i saw a quote earlier that like people pleasing is about having control yeah because you're choosing to do that and
0: what was the other one you wrote down
1: the quote yeah oh um it's by Irma Kurtz.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Givers need to set limits because takers rarely do. But I also saw something else that said that people pleasing isn't being nice. Yeah. And so I feel like between that first quote, that givers need to set limits because takers rarely do, and being nice and people pleasing, like there is there's a line. And I don't. I wouldn't even say that it's a fine line. I would say that there's a pretty distinct line between being a giver and people-pleasing,
0: mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah.
1: Or maybe even being nice, I'm not sure. But I think people-pleasing, being nice, and being a giver, those are all very different things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, in my case, I think I make all of those things one thing.
0: Yeah, you blur them
1: all. Because I like to give that's one of my love languages
2: mm.
1: I like to do like thoughtful gifts and like
2: you even do. If,
1: even if it's just sm- something really small, like something really tiny mm-hmm. but if it has like meaning behind it, and I know that the person I'm giving it to will connect with it, that to me is like worth a lot
2: mm-hmm. that makes
1: me feel really good. That's why I think I like like handmade gifts so much mm-hmm. Or
0: but like do cards. You, do you do that to people please? Like how do you abuse the giver in you in that sense? So
1: I would say that like that they all coexist together, but they all do something very different and the giver part of me I don't feel like has any people pleaser in it. Despite all of that stuff that I just said, Mm -hmm. when I give somebody like a gift and I take the time to like get somebody a gift that I think is like really meaningful and thoughtful or I've put a lot of effort into, I don't feel any type of way if they can't give me anything in return because like I don't really want anything in return. I did this for you. Mm-hmm. I like giving gifts like that, and I don't feel like I need anything in return. Like I think the point of giving is just to give, yeah, and not to receive. There have been a bunch of circumstances where I've gotten somebody a gift, and they were they acted really surprised about it, and then turned around and were super ungrateful about it. Does that bother me? Absolutely. But I didn't continue to give them gifts or things like that because I wanted to impress them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It was more so like, hey, I was thinking about you. Or, hey, I know you're having a hard time. Or, hey, you just accomplished something. Like, here's a gift. And that's across the board. I'll do that for anybody. Yeah. But.
0: You actually just did that for my sister. Yeah, for your sister. You made her a little basket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my mom always did stuff that like that for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, holidays, beginning of the school year, winter break, things like that. Like any little thing she would do. But one of the biggest things is that she used to write a note in my lunch every single day. From elementary school until I graduated high school. Oh, wow. Every single day. Handwritten note. There were very few days that she forgot. Like literally very few under five Mm. and that I think is the reason why I like to give so much she found a part she got up every single morning and packed my lunch not because I asked her to because she wouldn't let me pack my own lunch (laughs) (laughs) but she would write a different note every day it was never the same yeah and that small act of kindness every single day over and over and over again for your entire childhood. Yeah. Really resonated in a way that like th- that's that's giving to mm-hmm. me. She packed my lunch and then and then and then wrote me a note. Mm-hmm. And then I got to see my mom give on top of that and she still does. Like she still does where she can. Like she um did the Thing for your sister.
0: Oh, yeah. For her children. She helped thing. her fundraiser.
1: Yeah, she helped her fundraiser. Like, not just for your sister, but for my cousins and stuff like that. Like, my mom has always been like that. Yeah. So, it was demonstrated to me, so I know how to do it in a healthy way.
0: So, then, there definitely is, like, how do you not have a clear distinction between...
1: No, it's the being nice... And oh. people pleasing, that oh. I think are... we said we
0: blended all them together.
1: Yeah, no, all th- I am all three of those. I would say that I'm giving, I would say that I'm nice, and I would say that I'm a people pleaser. You're a
0: nice giving, people pleaser.
1: I'm a nice giving, people pleaser, exactly. But the only part that really stands out on its own is the giving.
0: People pleaser giving nice,
1: <laughs> <laughs> people pleaser giving nice, people pleasing, nice give. <laughs> I love to give and I think that's what fuels being a people pleaser if if anything.
0: But at what point do you realize it's more detrimental than beneficial to your your mental like not sanity but like if that's how peanuts bonking <laughs> her head on the microphone Just get out of here bro.
1: Mic- <laughs> <three> I'm <times>. like <laughs> To answer your question before you even finish it, I already know what the root of my issue is. Uh-huh. The reason that I people please as much as I do is because this is what I wrote when I was like journaling about it. Life is hard and I don't want to make it harder for anybody else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That so even.
0: you'll make it harder for yourself instead.
1: Yeah there's so much of myself like i am willing to sacrifice my my own mental state my resources anything that i have to make somebody's somebody else's life a little bit easier
0: is it ever worth it yeah despite how much you complain
1: i don't get like a high from it or anything like that right I'd, by any means, it's not like when I do it, I'm like, they love me. Yeah. It's never like that. I I don't even actually like do it to like make somebody else happy. Like if they're just comfortable, then I feel like I've done what I needed to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think what fuels it fuels me to keep doing it is that like, I guess they'll stop Asking when they stop needing me.
0: Ooh. (laughs) I feel that.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you don't need me anymore, then you won't ask. And so I feel like if there's... That's
0: such an endearing way to be like, I'm down for you until you don't need me anymore. In In the sense of like, you know you're always there for somebody or like yeah to know that you have someone like in your corner like that like that's
1: and i feel priceless yeah i feel very strongly about that like that's why people please as much as i do towards like our family mm-hmm. is because like i'll keep doing it until you don't need me anymore and when you don't need me anymore, then I'm available for somebody else. Like, that's literally how I look at it.
0: That just gave me an epiphany. Yeah. I think I do it for other people that I'm not around as much because uh, for some reason, like, your impression of me until you get to know me, like, is important to me. Yeah. Because I'm like... Off of this first interaction, off of this se- second interaction, mm-hmm. I want you to know that I'm a reliable, hardworking person that can be there if you need them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And until we establish like a more solid foundation and a friendship relationship, you know, like work balance, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: I bend over backwards I guess in a way to prove myself, to show you that I can be that good of a person. Yeah. But that's not good.
1: Yeah. In terms of- it's not a good
0: way to go about it.
1: Yeah. Like, in terms of friendship, I feel like I made, like, a pretty big stride when I ended that one friendship, and I later found out that, like, their mom was, like, all bent out of shape about me doing that, mm-hmm. and was basically, like- That makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And I was actually surprised at how little I cared about the opinion of anybody else besides what I said. And because it was like authentically myself. Mm -hmm. But looking at that instance, like ending a friendship, setting a boundary, whatever that needs to be, I I can do it if it really comes down to it. Although I will, you know, panic the entire time. Mm -hmm. with, like, friendships and, like, people who aren't family. But if it is a family member, I just flat out can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't look at my mom and say no. I can't look at your mom and say no. I can't look at... I can't. I literally can't. I know. I won't.
0: Why not? Will you ever?
1: I don't know.
0: I think that's where you should start working. I don't know.
1: But, yeah, I just, I can't. Not because it's, like, oh, I want to tell you no type right, of thing. Right,
0: but not in the sense of, like, no, you don't deserve my help. It's, like, no, sometimes I I don't have the means to help you. Like, yeah,
1: and I, like I said, I'm willing to sacrifice, like, my <laughs> mental state or in any resources that I have to help somebody else. mm mm-hmm. um, But it is hard. It's really hard.
0: I think we finally did this topic justice.
1: I think so, too. I was going to say it ended a little somber, which means that I know that, like, it's not done. hmm But I did it justice. Yeah. So this is a very big difference from the last episode of People Pleasing, and that's mm-hmm. because... This is realistically where I'm at. I don't have all of the answers.
0: And we did it more on, like, a a daily basis standpoint and, Mm -hmm. like, who we are rather than just specific scenarios of people pleasing.
1: Yeah, like, I know where this stems from for me. I know I've been doing it since I was very, very little. I know why I do it. I don't know how to stop. I don't know really where to go from here. And I guess whenever there is a part three for this. Mm Mm-hmm. I will hopefully have come in a more roundabout way where I've learned a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to show the progression of like how far you can dig yeah. into your own brain about why you do things and why you are the way that you are.
2: Mm-hmm. I like
1: to understand these things about myself. I know for some people it is hard, like when you first start doing it, digging into yourself and being like, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? Like, it's like being put on, like, a chopping block.
0: I mean, you are just with yourself. Yeah. And it's like you're in your mind all day and you're the only one just beating yourself up about it.
1: And it's not in, like, a self-deprecating type of way. It's like, oh, I did this thing in real time and now I have to face the consequence of doing that.
0: (laughs) I don't like this. What do I do?
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, I hope that hearing it in real time kind of maybe gives you somewhere to go with it yourself, especially I know that people pleasing is really hard and
0: I literally almost had a moment of doing it right now. I was about to apologize and <laughs> saying like sorry for the haphazardness like with the with peanut bumping her head or the extra noises like because it's me trying to impress someone. Yeah. Out there whoever's listening. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say before we end up displaying our habits even more? Oh
1: my god. Um sorry to interrupt. That's okay.
0: The, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, that was actually just straight up rude.
1: Yeah. I have a problem. Yeah. Oh shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um a lot of people suffer from people pleasing and it just comes from wanting to help other people and wanting to be perceived in a certain way and you know be uh, being likable is like a really big thing dang bro sorry um being likable is like one of the biggest reasons that people people please it fe- like people pleasing is such a stupid word for such a wildly complex concept of things that we do for other people. Is it that wildly complex, though? There's a lot of ways and reasons people do it, so that was why I was calling it complex. But you Mm. know what? If you just want other people to love you, and you want to be helpful, and you don't know how to say no, then I guess it's not that complex.
0: you got to figure it out.
1: But... Here we are, being authentic, being raw. Unapologetically. Oh, my God. Don't ever say (laughs) that again. (laughs) Ah. I had an intrusive thought.
0: Yeah? You want to share? No, I can't. Can't share on the air? No. All right. We'll talk about it on the special podcast. You got to find it on our Patreon. Ooh. Ooh. Nah, just kidding. We don't do that. We don't have time.
1: <laughs> you have time.
0: At this point, we're just rambling, so let's call it a night. If you haven't heard yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love, and applesauce. Bye. bye. Oh my god, it's locked and still recording.
1: <laughs> here's a fingertip. Okay, bye. It's a long ass episode. Oh, well, it's still did stop.
0: <laughs> bye.